Hello and welcome to the podcast series on consent, brought to you by the Enough is Enough campaign at SOAS. We are Sonia, Yusra, and Harlina, and we will be guiding you through the show. This series is established as a follow-up and as a continuation of the mandatory consent workshops for every taught student entering SOAS. Whether you're familiar with the concept of consent or new to it, we hope to cover a broad range of topics in this podcast. We will be discussing queerness and race, the involvement of culture, society and state, as well as how to transform violently gendered interactions into healthy mutual caring ones. We want this podcast to be a platform for you to voice your opinions and emphasise the importance of consent as a necessary component for a better society. Whether you're listening to gain insights for your relationship and or you are keen on starting a revolution, this podcast concerns everyone. From time to time we'll have guest speakers so keep an eye out for the podcast schedule. This first episode will be an introduction about what consent is and why it's imperative to have these discussions. As with a lot of the material around the Enough is Enough campaign, this podcast comes with an overarching trigger warning and a content warning. We will be discussing sexual harassment and assault, so just bear that in mind. Okay, so you may be wondering why is it important to talk about this at all? Well, considering firstly in a sexual context, I think it's important to emphasize consent because of the huge amount of sexual violence against women and non-binary people. Women includes trans women who are disproportionately survivors of violence. We have to note here that trans are people who don't identify with the gender they were assigned at birth, um, and cis denotates people who do identify with that gender. The statistics speak for themselves. Over 400,000 women are sexually assaulted in England and Wales every year. One in five women have experienced some form of sexual violence since the age of 16. Some national studies show that up to 70% of women have experienced physical and or sexual violence from an intimate partner in their lifetime. In the US, 28 transgender people were killed in 2017 alone. In the UK, two in five trans people experienced hate crime in the same year. Those are just a few examples of how severe the situation is. It is notable, though, that in most cases, the perpetrator of violence is someone the survivor knows. Domestic violence rates are therefore particularly high. In the university as well, nearly one in ten women have experienced sexual violence. Of course, there are many known issues with the statistics. The rates of reporting sexual assault or violence are known to be well below the actual number of incidents. Secondly, we lack data on how many other students experience sexual violence. Cis men can be survivors of violence too, and women and non-binary people can be perpetrators. As we shall see, this is a systemic problem. We are taught to think about sex and gender in ways that perpetrates this violence. But let's put the statistics aside for a moment. We want this platform to be as non-hierarchical as possible and have therefore asked for your opinions at SOAS what consent means to you. The ability to say no. The right to be consulted about your opinion. I think consent is sexy. I don't think you can quite like sum it up in like one rule, but I think it's something that like is a process and you of do it as you go along I was a part of this is a strange question for me because I'm, I'm religious so I try not to have sex before marriage but if if I was going to um, then it would be making sure the other person was like completely free of any any kind of pressure not just obviously physical pressure but also kind of emotional manipulation and that kind of thing it means explicitly saying yes if you're for example on drugs or alcohol that, that that's for me not consent So we've heard a few voices. What do we make of their answers? Consent to me is something explicit. Uh, It's the bare minimum. It's basic and I wouldn't accept anything less. Um, And I feel like the opinions we've heard, some of them reflect that. I think, yeah, my favourite answer was definitely like consent is the ability to say no because it implies that you have like the freedom and space and capacity to retract your consent at any point. And that's basically what consent is, isn't it? 
Yeah, so, you know, if I say yes to you this time, it doesn't mean it's forever going to be a yes. That it's retractable, Mm. that it's mandatory. I think that all came through with these answers and that it's necessary, a necessary component in like different spheres of life that has to do with the self, your self-respect, that has to do with uh, another person and also sort of in, in a wider society context. Oh, I think what was interesting and probably something that doesn't come up in the consent workshops was the idea of like consent and marriage or consent and religion. And like one person was talking about the idea of like waiting till marriage and like how that affects their views of consent. Um, of course, consent and marriage is equally important and like marital rape is something that happens. So I think people need to be aware that like just because you're married doesn't mean you get consent automatically. Right. Or like in relationships, people uh, often think that it's, it's already a given when a healthy relationship is actually built on on a continuous conversation about what the other person wants and needs. So just for a minute, let's move sexual out of consent and look at other issues surrounding consent. Does anyone have any examples of I do. Um, So I think maybe last year I uploaded a picture of my friend on Instagram and she found out and got really annoyed at me because I didn't ask for consent. But I have uploaded a picture of her before and it was fine. The point is to ask for consent every time. If you're in doubt, always ask. Following this example, it is clear that consent is a broad issue. Our aim is to unpack gendered and racialized power dynamics within everyday interactions and social structures. The root of all these issues is the lack of education around consent. So what was your consent education like? Oh, I went to a pretty conservative all-girls school and from what I can remember, we weren't taught about contraception or consent. We had a bit on periods and STDs. Uh, There was an unwritten consensus. You didn't need to know all this until you were married. So at the age of 14, 15, we were told that sex didn't concern us and therefore we didn't need to know about it. So I didn't really have consent education. Mine was very heteronormative, sort of, this is what a girl looks like anatomically, this is what a boy looks like, very pink and blue, and then, so, the white cis hetero boy and girl fall in love and make a baby, uh, and this doesn't really reflect any society. Um, It almost seems like the erasure of LGBTQIA people is concurrent with not talking about asking for consent, because not asking explicitly for consent was romanticised in the story of how boy and girl come together. I think my sex education was more like Harlina's in that I went to an all-girls school, but we were taught about contraception and STDs in like great detail. But like the point I always make is that we were taught safe sex is sex with contraception, not sex with consent. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.